0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fitness Business Life Podcast. It's Steve O'Clark here, but in today's episode we have an interview with Michael John Lennon and Phil Brady. Now, at the time of this recording, Phil Brady is a student at Elite Fitness and Performance Academy in Belfast. But in today's episode, he and Michael John Lennon talk all things leadership. This is bound to impact your fitness, your business and your life in general. So, without further ado... Let's get stuck into the episode, and I hope you
1: enjoy it. What is going on? Welcome to Live at 11 with my man, Phil Brady. Phil, how are you doing? Hey, I'm well. How are you? Good, good. Really good, dude. Really good. So, Phil, uh, you are, well, first and foremost, thank you for coming on, dude. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. Thanks for having me and for bringing
0: some love to to the environment as well, Uh, bringing a little love to the world.
1: A little love to the world. A lot of love to the world. Bringing a lot of love to the world. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to bring a lot of love to the world. Uh, Phil, so you are a uh, current student at Elite anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, there's a particular reason why I wanted to get you on here today. Because, you know, me and you, from I think the first conversation we had, which was you were kind of inquiring about the course, but we kind of hit it off straight away purely because we were interested in a lot of the same topics uh which revolved around leadership Mm -hmm. um which was partly the reason why i wanted to get you on here today because i know a lot of people will get a lot of value from this regardless if they are like gym owners or personal trainers or whatever um plus now that you have had some insights into the fitness industry and how it operates as well uh on top of that this is purely on a selfish basis where I have just brought you on here to extract some information <laughs> yeah. uh, so that my audience can also uh, benefit from some of the conversations that we have. So Phil, um, do you want to give us a wee bit of background into sort of what you do, uh, where you're from and how you operate through life today?
0: Yeah. And like that, thanks for having me.
1: And hopefully, hopefully I
0: live up to any close uh, resemblance to that (laughs) expectation. Yes. Uh, That's my hope for the conversation. I'm sure you will. will. um, Like you're saying at the start, like being a student of elite, like already a couple of weeks in, I had just said to you a couple of minutes ago, like the quality and quantity of stuff in such a short time already has had an impact. And if nothing else, my back feeling like it's never been better, it's uh, been that's awesome. That's amazing. Um, so if nothing else, it's the best. <laughs> but what I would say my is, back. yeah, 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 that's it, tick box. Um, what I would say, so I grew up in Dublin, uh, moved to Navan, where my family live at the moment. Uh, I was involved in banking there when I was young, always exercising, always playing sports, um, kind of ran kind of cross country, that kind of stuff. So I was always moving. Um, Not necessarily moving well, but able to move efficiently. Uh, Mm. I uh, moved up to Belfast with my girlfriend because I got offered a job at a a large financial company. And uh, Katie and I wanted to go on a short adventure and see what happens. And uh, I think we're here since uh, 2014, so seven years later. Happy,
1: settled, bought a house, adopted a cat. So we're here for a while longer i hadn't actually realized you had been up here that long you still you still kept the accent you still you haven't i don't think the the <laughs> belfast stuff has quite uh caught on yet
0: and when i go home they say you've such a northern twang right. so what i reckon is on the train between dublin and belfast i'm dundalk or something <laughs> like that um, so if that if that makes sense um, that's where my accent is but we moved up uh i joined in a technology role, but moved into kind of leadership development. So I was looking after classroom and virtual programs, New York, Middle East and Africa. Uh, I also got to facilitate some of those sessions and I got to coach on some of those programs. So unbelievable experience. Uh, like that. Um, I'd been reading about personal development from probably about 2000. Uh, because I'd been, um, we can talk about that. I'm happy to get into wh- yeah. what that fire in my belly came from. But um I've just always wanted to kind of serve people and I wanted to serve leaders first because the impact there if we can get that right can have such a shadow that it can cast over the communities and the people that they interact with so I went straight to the top of interacting with these people and serving them one-to-one in useful conversations and coaching and that's some of the work then that I've been paying attention to
1: awesome dude awesome um Who who did you start off? uh, Because obviously a lot of personal, and rightly so, a lot of personal trainers kind of gravitate towards the personal development space, because what are we trying to do forever? You know, through our physique, through our mindset, we're just constantly trying to develop ourselves. Who did you start off uh, studying? uh, Uh, Back in the day. Two
0: two books, Uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey. And then one was Awaken the Giant Within, Tony Robbins. Yes. Um, And the Tony Robbins one stands out because of some of the um, beliefs around humans, but also the kind of how we paid attention to stories that people hold about themselves. Mm. Uh, And the fact that our bodies and priming our bodies for movement can make such a difference as well.
1: Well, Tony Robbins, he'll... he'll, uh... I know at some of his events, I don't know if you've actually ever been to one. I have a few friends that have been to one and he kind of has people like up and he's jumping, he has them jumping around and that's before they get into, because what, what, what we're going to talk about this today in terms of belief systems, but Tony Robbins, that's what he does. Like he just breaks down beliefs. He doesn't actually do, he doesn't actually teach any systems or anything that's applicable on that weekend. Mm-hmm. He just says, these are your current beliefs. I'm going to break them down, and you're going to leave here like a new person. He, there's nothing really actionable here. Go away and do this. It's no that you're going to walk away uh, a completely new person, which is awesome. awesome.
0: Yeah, and with beliefs, the language I would use as well as the stories. So we hold stories that we think are true. What he does is like a chair that you sit on. Beliefs have things that make them true that you can stand on or put weight on. So, for example, I'm a leader may not have many legs because I don't have that many examples. But if I deconstruct a negative belief, like uh, uh, I'm not worthy of presenting on Lenny's call at 11 a.m., I can deconstruct that belief by taking away the legs underneath it. And I can build a story that says, actually, there's lots of evidence as legs under this table that I can lean on that will strengthen that belief. Mm. So with beliefs, that's how I pay attention
1: to it. What can you put under the chair that will strengthen you sitting on it? Gotcha. Gotcha, mate. Gotcha. Absolutely. I mean, I I think that's a massive one. Um, And, you know, I I see parallels here all the time and obviously uh, I'm in the fitness industry, so I'm going to stay in my lane with this one. Um, And I'm going to always relate it back to this here. Uh, I suppose this could be a a broad, a really broad question. Um, Based on, I I know you've always been uh, a, a student of movement, but let's say based on your time within the fitness industry so far and kind of what you've sort of I suppose the perceptions that I've sort of given you of it why do why do you think that leadership matters so much because this is a buzzword that's been used a lot within the fitness industry over the last few years and and rightly so it makes people you know aware uh, that they need to become better leaders in order to um, help other people make changes well then that's that's a good thing I suppose but uh, from your end, like, why do you think it matters so much for people to embrace the concept of leadership? Uh, big question, right? Big question. Big question, dude. Please there. answer and a, in four seconds. And, and a broad one, and a broad one as well. Uh, 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 when, when lots of
0: people experience uncertainty or fear, leaders can help navigate the path ahead. When we're muddled like a muddy glass of water, leaders can see clarity where other people can't make sense of it, Mm. right? So at the moment, there's so much uncertainty. There's so much fear, like that with the announcement yesterday, the world is always going to be turned upside down. What what I'm reminded of is one of my, like, because I'm a coach, I have to have supervision. Some of the people that I work with as supervisors help me hone my game so I get coaching on my coaching, you could say. Yeah. And one of the quotes is um, this person in his coaching wants to be an island of sanity in a world of chaos. Right? Right. Okay. And like, that's profound. Okay. Nice. So he wants to appear as a, something that people can lean on despite the chaos. And that when he moves around in the world, uh, People are willing to listen and to follow because, because of the work that you do on yourself. And again, it's back to that um, Dre Spina quote that you had on on the, the, the course on Sunday: conquer oh, self yeah, first.
1: Yeah, yeah. Le- learn to control. Is a Plato quote, wasn't it? Learn to control. I think it's Plato. Uh, One self before control. It was basically before controlling the external environment.
0: Exactly. So we have to start with leading ourselves, uh, creating the, the character traits that will uh, scale and that people will want to say, Do you know what, I trust you. Uh, you're authentic. You're true to who you are. Um, and I think people need leaders at the moment because of the uncertainty. Like that when there's uncertainty, we go into our reptilian brain, we fight, flight, or freeze. Typically, it's freeze because we don't have the answers or it's fight and we fight against the rules or the the, the, the narrative or those kind of things, um, or flight, and we just retreat back rather than shining who we are and what we could bring to the world. Mm-hmm. So when people are freezing or any of those other things, there's energy there. It's just not channeled. Leaders can, if they invite usefully and create a story that people want to channel energy towards, that's my sense of what leadership is. And that's why I think we need it at the moment.
1: Love it, love it, dude. Absolutely. Um. And we were we were talking just before we come on here, and there was, there was three uh, sort of key things that I kind of wanted to get across here today. Right. And this is something that I've been thinking about a lot uh, over this last week. I kind of just, uh, and and I know you, I know you kind of think in this way as well. But I kind of grab a concept and really try to dissect it. And and I've been kind of doing that this week. Um. So I I kind of have held this belief now that good leaders uh, must um, focus on three things, right? So uh, skill sets. Uh, So obviously you have to be skilled at certain things in order to be a good leader. Uh, You must have certain character traits. And then as you've mentioned a couple of times, belief systems. So, in your uh in your opinion and in your experience what would you say um we'll, we'll start with skill sets what would you say what would you say would make uh or someone should try to develop in terms of their skill sets which would ultimately make them a better leader uh reading gotcha right, okay. reading is a skill uh it's really easy
0: just read a page a day and use a highlighter oh, nice. uh, that's the that's the secret weapon for me I commit to a page a day. It's become a habit every morning with my coffee. Um, skill number one. Uh, become a reader. Would you agree?
1: Love it. Love, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Reading changed the game for me. Changed the game for me. Um, and we, we could probably be here all day giving people like lists of books uh, to read. But well, well, we'll name two. We'll name two. Shooter. We? we should name two, two books on leadership that people can take away. Something okay. Well, I, I'm going to give I'm going to give two. One, the dichotomy of leadership, uh, Jack Willink. and two, leaders eat last by Simon Sinek.
0: Uh, let me come back to mine. But the two that come to mind straight away, and it's not on leadership, but it's really useful for human behaviour, is Atomic Habits, James Clear. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because if you understand those conditions that need to be true for behaviour to happen, uh, that's interesting for leadership. Um, but let me think about the second one. Yes, Uh, absolutely. Let me think about the second one. So you are saying about skills uh, that leaders should pay attention to.
1: Reading for one, um, is there another skill that you think uh, that would either um, make you a better leader or that someone should try to acquire in order to become a better leader? I would say listening. Mm. and again
0: these might seem counterintuitive and i'm happy to kind of talk about why i would say these things right but you are only ever going to be as good as you listen to other people other uh, kind of ideas Uh, and we can talk about the beliefs or the character traits because one would absolutely be curiosity Mm. if you're definite about something you're probably wrong about some of it too (sighs) Right. Yes, so that absolutely. openness and willingness to listen to ideas. Um, a skill, like, because I'm trying to make this quite tactical yeah, to yeah. start with, right? Because yeah. I could talk about like a skill has being able to handle complexity and chaos, which is where I'm paying attention to in my coaching, right? Right. But a, a skill would be storytelling. Can you connect with people emotionally? so that you are able to tell a story that they want to join you in creating and realizing. Mm, That's it. a big one. That is uh, coaching. Uh, coaching is a skill. It's not just asking questions, but it's actually paying attention to somebody's potential. Being willing to watch them develop in front of you rather than you have to be involved. And yeah. it's also the willingness to allow somebody the opportunity to break stuff so that they learn. Gotcha. I think that that's a skill and it can be learned. Yes. Uh, I think a big one as well is change. So can you help people as they change or can you invite people to
1: change and support them along the way? Love those dude. Love them. Absolutely. Um, Just reminds me actually of the the book that I sent to you guys. It was uh, Be a Guide on the Side. Not a Uh, Sage on the Stage not a stage on the stage. And then um, the other thing that kind of just hit me there. Oh yeah. Give, give people an opportunity to get it right. When it, when it, as you say, and I, I try to relate this to the gym floor It's like, I, I I'll say this, to students sometimes there's there's coaching and then there's over coaching and then there's under coaching. So there's almost like that wee Goldilocks zone of giving people the opportunity to get it right. They may well make a mistake, but that's okay. You're there as a guide on the side to help them through the mistake and not the, I suppose, micromanage them in a way. And that's
0: back to ego. So are you willing to not have it about you, but be about the client? Mm -hmm. Be about the team. Be about the group that you're looking after or trying to support. It's not about you. And that's, again, counterintuitive. But I think that that's one of the shifts about leaders is that you're this kind of isolated person, most of all the answers, it's all about you. And now I think actually what that means is, are you skilled enough to have the higher, higher standards or the highest standards to always want to elevate them? Are you willing to allow others to shine? Are you willing to um, invite people to offer ideas and actually listen to them? Are you willing to let people fail by experimenting, but also succeed from experimenting? Like these are all... Uh, useful things and they're not about you
1: absolutely absolutely dude and i suppose we we also we've also crossed over in the character traits there as well and i'm i'm curious about the curiosity part uh and being open-minded uh so what do you think that comes down to if someone let's say uh is it self-awareness um when someone possibly just Closes off the new ideas or closes off the different concepts. Is, is that is it a self awareness problem when people physically are unaware that, that that they're not being curious about certain things, or is that uh, a character trait that's born into someone? Like how does that manifest? So
0: I don't. I think everyone is born with curiosity, uh, or at least the capacity for that. Um, I think if you're not curious, you're probably lacking confidence. Because if you're closed down to ideas, you're probably not confident enough either in your skills or abilities to be able to think about it, make sense about it. It may be more challenging than you feel you're ready for at the moment. So that can cause anxiety or doubt or uh, just fear. So I think it's a self-confidence thing as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's probably also just that it's bet out of us. Um, We're told and pushed information out all the time. So there's never a actually, what do you want to learn about? What are you curious about? And um, I remember hearing about uh, uh, Richard Feynman, uh, who was part of some massive projects around kind of World War II. He's a, uh, some kind of a scientist and he kept a book of questions he wanted to find the answers to. So that drove his curiosity. Like, one oh. is, what does a pigeon's tongue look like? Right? Just a silly example. He was just so curious to learn. Um, Uh, So it's not that we we aren't curious. It's just that we're told what is social proofed rather than ever listening to ourselves a little bit more and allowing ourselves the space to to explore.
1: That That was like a light bulb moment there because people keep books of answers and never books of questions, but questions are a pre-curiosity, that is unreal.
0: I collect questions. That's my job as a coach. I collect questions. Right. Like, what do you believe and how could you be wrong? My favorite question at the moment.
1: <laughs> Dude, you sent me out a couple of weeks ago and it's like, uh, it, it, you, you end up sitting there questioning. Is everything, I, <laughs> is everything that I've learned in my life even real? Like, what?
0: But it's back to, but it's back to, uh, like, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Dowsing is uncomfortable. Uh, but if you don't, you don't ever upgrade. And if you don't upgrade, the world just passes you by. You're stuck believing that the, 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 the sun, uh, the earth, revo- uh, the sun revolves around the sun, right? Outdated, wrong model, update your model, <laughs> you know?
1: hello yeah this we do here he's looking at code for his first playstation it is 891548 you'll have to remember that now you'll have to remember <laughs> this, this is the beauty of work <laughs> he'll just check your <laughs> facebook <8-9-1-5-4-8. laughs> yeah yeah 891548 <8-9-1-5-4-8. laughs> <laughs> yeah um i mean so collecting questions Collecting questions, yes. Um, so the the belief systems then is there mm. is there a, because to be I suppose people have this perception. In order to be uh, a, a great leader, is that you must have then strong belief systems. In and, and or it, okay, well, well, and that you also must be a certain
0: type. So I'm introverted, so I can't be a leader. No rubbish. If, yeah. I'm extroverted. I, I, I'm not a good leader. No, rubbish. Uh, we have this beliefs, belief about what leadership looks like.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Rubbish. Leaders are those that are willing to be themselves authentically rather than try to fit into the approval of what others think that is expected of them.
1: Mm.
0: And again, it's back to that self-awareness. When you're self-aware and you listen enough to yourself, you're able to be authentic and most great leaders are absolutely themselves
1: gotcha gotcha dude uh, that is a massive massive takeaway uh for anyone especially uh and i like to kind of relate it uh let's say marketing terms because you know there's there's three components that when, when we simplify it there's three components to running a fitness business that has taking notes
0: here too right
1: yeah absolutely i've got this recording there's there's three components um when it comes to running a fitness business when it's all really uh like condensed uh marketing sales and fulfillment and each of those three components require different skill sets um and different belief systems and different character traits as well uh and then within those uh, I suppose different leadership principles so as you say you know uh, let's say from a marketing uh, a marketing standpoint if someone tells themselves and they hold this belief I'm introverted I don't want to be in front of people I don't want to be judged by people what sort of impact does that have on your business but most importantly then what sort of impact does that then have on the people who could benefit from your business
0: exactly the cost is huge huge
1: it's huge and not to
0: you, but you're like other people are losing out too. So again, like I, I don't want to say something that's deliberately disruptive or challenging. But uh, how could people let that stop them? Like, like how could you be so selfish to do that? Mm. And I mean that in a kind way, but a disruptive, challenging way. Right? My intent is only to serve other people in becoming their best. You are holding yourself back if you don't learn the skills to be able to overcome that or shift the underlying belief because it's identity first. It's identity and then it's habits, right? And the habits then form or reinforce who you are. Gotcha. It, 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 we, we have to connect with other people. If you're introverted, you won't, you, you may, when you're, so when you're doing this, because I think you're more introverted than I would be, would that be correct?
1: Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I would say, so so. I, mean, pre- I try not to label myself that anymore, but, uh, I, I would have tendencies. Yeah.
0: Or a, or a preference for being
1: more introverted.
0: Yeah. Got it. So, you, so when you're, when you're talking to the camera or doing videos, you may just want to think about one person that you're trying to speak to. And that'll build that sense of connection that you feel that you're having a meaningful connection rather than just shotgun and talking to everyone. Right. So there's ways to overcome or just shift it slightly in your mind where it makes sense that you can still be authentic and play to your preference, but you're still able to
1: do the things that need to be done. Gotcha. Gotcha. Absolutely. Uh, ma- makes total sense. Makes complete sense. <clears throat> and I, I, the reason I love this conversation so much is because it's not, although, although it is, it's applicable it's not uh, a straightforward tactic as in here, go and do this thing. It, it creates curiosity in people and people are probably now listening to this. And if anyone's listening to this, they'll go back to uh, instances in their mind where maybe they um, h- held on to a belief that they were introverted. So they didn't take a certain type of action or, They'll think of instances in the future where they're like, oh, do you know what? Phil said this thing, and it was so right, and I didn't need to label myself this way, and now I'm going to go on and do something about it rather than, say, rather than me telling people here, if you want to get this outcome, go and do this thing. But as you mentioned at the start, it's like, you know, you, you, if you have the chair and you're stacking the legs, so you're building legs for this uh, certain belief system. Um, to hold on to or to let go of or to create a new one exactly and I think back to being authentic
0: and those kind of things like you you you, what is it it is our light not our darkness that most frightens us I think that's from like the blind side on one of those movies like everyone has something brilliant to bring the world imagine that you could learn something and unlock your ability to be able to bring it like it's that's worth it But the other part about it is my my, one of the things that goes against me in this industry, in everything that I do is I'm not in this for short term. I want to contribute long term. I want to move people long term. I want to invite you to a journey that will never end. It's not an eight week program. This is an everyday thing that you will be part of. uh, And I, I think that's the other part of it is that this isn't an invitation to, here's a tactic that works. It's a yeah. marketing. You could spend your life building greatness at that identity character belief skills, like they're lifelong journeys yeah. uh, in developing or building or honing or shifting or like turning it upside down. And um, this isn't an, a lifelong journey uh, back to Dunning, Dunning Kruger, right?
1: Dunning-Kruger. The
0: more you learn, the more, you know, you need to learn more. Uh, mm. like, don't expect quick wins play the game of life for life like it, it's a journey it's not That's a cool. it's not
1: a four-week thing yeah love that dude um i'm, re- I'm really curious here phil so whenever we uh when, whenever we were first talking um you were like well i coach people on leadership and so on and so forth but i also want to learn how to move people physically Mm-hmm. Where did that sort of, where did that shift come about? Because I'm guessing that that a lot of your practice was done coaching people on their beliefs and their, and their habits um, and their skill sets and their character traits. So where then did movement come into play? So I, I coach leaders, like you say, so for example,
0: uh, senior person promoted, imposter syndrome kicks in. Um, I'm not worthy of this uh promotion and mm-hmm. um, i only got it because i've met certain conditions or characteristics uh, so th- those are some of the kind of conversations or i want to learn how to whatever that looks like i want to learn how to navigate complexity i want to improve the communication with my team i want to get clear on uh, how i can uh authentically lead my my company um, right through to somebody that um a consultant and one of the hospitals in, in northern ireland um, I want to be able to communicate to my seniors. Uh, I really struggle with that because of my confidence and my lack of excitement about life. Can you help me? Yeah, of course I can. But what I noticed with one of the people that I was working with is, um, and again, it's back to awareness, right? When you develop self-awareness, you develop uh, social awareness. You can pick up cues, like you said before, about recognizing. It's recognizing the pattern. It's not necessarily... Uh, like a, it's like an intuition that you build up over time,
1: yes. but
0: you know the systems that you can rely on that can build that up for you. Yeah. So I recognized in this person that I was working with, who was going for a walk around uh, one of the offices, uh, they were weighed down and heavy. And I sent this person an email and said, uh, "Something's on your mind that's weighing you down. What is it?" Yes, absolutely, you're right. Let's talk about it. Book in for session, whatever. And I'm like, this is interesting. Then I paid attention to well being because well being is such an a, uh, area where people are struggling mm-hmm. and unsure how to navigate or clear that muddy glass of water. They're not clear on what would help. Uh, but as part of the UK model for well being, Clang, one of them is active, right? So movement contributes towards well being. So I was trying to connect a couple of these things together. So increasing leaders' ability to perform and keeping people well and able to function and just show up. And movement was underpinning both. So some are at a level operating already and want to get better. Some just want to get to a level where they're able to show up, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm not saying that one is better than the other. Just saying the focus is slightly different, okay? And the intent or the support looks different too. So movement was a constant. Uh, that shows up. Uh, we can go to like physiology and like heart rate variability and build up from there as well if you want. Because I've paid attention to it a lot, like scientifically, what I need to get good at. Gotcha. Uh, uh, but I asked some gym owners. Uh, Beefit. Ian Galway was one. Shout out to Ian. Shout out Ian. Yeah. Um, and he said there was nobody else I would recommend. Speak to Lenny. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just a certificate. I wanted to make sure that I learned uh, wider than just what the body does and how to get a six pack. I, I, I don't necessarily want to help people get six packs. I probably want to help you move in every area of your life more better and different. So you become a better version of yourself. So movement underpins all of it. Powerful. Stuff. I can help you become well, I can help you perform better. And I want to help you do it forever. This is an ever, like a forever game. Do you want to play?
1: <laughs> that is some powerful stuff, dude. Absolutely. Um, I think, What what do you think? Um, and I don't know if this is probably uh, too far off the beaten track, but what do you think is your own personal driver behind uh, your, we should say, lust for information um, and the, your desire to help so many people what's the underlying uh, driver there when so
0: this is why i say i know roughly it was 20 or sorry 2000 that i started reading and absolutely studying personal development so i had been given by my mom tony robbins book for christmas that year loved it soaked it in was really caught by reframing and the power of just shifting again, the stories or the beliefs that people hold. So as, uh, that was what, when I was like, I don't know, 13, maybe, maybe 14, somebody extremely close to me uh, told me that they were just giving up on life. And uh, we cried together, uh, but I just shared some examples of reframing their life and their experience or how they were making sense of what was happening. And they could just see a different vision for their future that was um, a possibility that they hadn't paid attention to before. And i uh, that's a fire in my belly that will never go out because what I realized then, or looking back in retrospect, is if I have the appropriate or the useful tools in my toolbox, probably given many situations that could come up, if I'm prepared, I I should be in a good position to be able to offer some useful possibility of the future that people could move towards for themselves, not for me, for them. So hence, uh, reading wide, reading deep, reading about behavior change, reading about influence, reading about leadership, reading about well-being, reading about uh, everything. Um, because I want to have the tool. Um, I know that there's some really good ones that just seem to come back all the time, mm-hmm. no matter what I read. Uh, really simple and uh it, that's interesting too so
1: like that you were saying before about kind of learning rules follow rules something oh, like yeah. this about the rules break the rules beginners learn the rules intermediate follow the rules advanced break the rules So i'm learning the uh first principles
0: so the things that underlie all of the things above it and again hence why like the fact that we're working on joints at the moment and joint mobility and starts yeah. with wiggling your toes yeah, yeah. Right game changer I've been walking bare feet and like that wearing the uh, the vivos ever since and my yeah. feet are now spread out and looking cool <laughs> dude,
1: that is awesome toes spread dexterity of the toes lower back feeling good dude if you don't get like, anything from the course,
0: corset <laughs> was that webbed feet and a fine back
1: <laughs> and a neutral span. yes Oh, neutral God. spine but that's <laughs>
0: yeah. that's the fire in the belly and it's back to tools and toolboxes um
1: yeah did uh the the second book we, we questioned you on earlier did you get any uh insights there what, what what's the second book you would write because they see you got a whole stack there behind you, which is which is awesome um well i'll tell you what you, you probably just can't narrow it down to one can you because you said atomic habits Atomic Habits is very good. Anthony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within is also very good. I like that.
0: It depends what people want to learn. If if you want to learn about yourself,
1: yeah, maybe i just send you
0: a book list. We can add it as a comment.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Definitely. That would be good. There would be a lot of uh, insightful stuff in there. Um, so, uh, Phil, I then, obviously, after our conversations and stuff, I had said... Um, and again this is completely uh me um just being selfish and uh extracting my own information out of this here but I'm sure people will benefit from it uh, I was like okay so if I if there was a, a bottleneck in my businesses um what would it be and for me it, it came down to leadership and communication which is which is I, I remember Pedro saying um leadership is the problem leadership is the solution Mm -hmm. and and i think like that is something that i think about and if you think about like right now what's going on in society leadership is the problem and leadership is the solution uh and it's a complex situation and business is complex like no matter what and we'll relate it back to this here so from from me i was like okay well what is the bottleneck of my business obviously i have to have self-awareness and ask the questions that you asked earlier, what might I be missing and how would I know? So I'm like, well, what am I missing? How would I know? Uh, I was like, I'll ask Phil. So I'm gonna then try to convince Phil to coach me on leadership. Um, and I know you were like, oh dude, you know, it's, uh, it's not, what do you think? And I'm like, okay, dude, you know, I, like I'm not looking for accountability. I'm not looking for nothing. I just want feedback. For me, that's the key. Feedback is, is the thing. Um, so uh, that that transition then uh, sort of happened, which uh, obviously I'm happy about because in the period where uh, you were kind of then giving me feedback, there was a lot of complexity. So I was like, right, I'm trying to figure out, you know, certain situations and, and whatever else. Uh, how important is it to have that sort of perspective when you are a leader as well. Mm-hmm. And, and
0: the perspective is that, can you think wider than your own? Right. Because other people think differently.
1: What uh-huh. a concept,
0: right? Yep. And so, so let, let's, let's talk about me versus you, just as a really silly example, let's draw a line between us and say that you don't mind taking risks and I absolutely care about safety Mm. This is why myself and my girlfriend, well, should, fiance should be wife by now, will be wife hopefully by, by September. Um, this, is, this is why we work so well. We are very opposite in certain areas that we absolutely complement each other as long as we're able to have that conversation. Right. But if you're a leader, you need to be able to speak to both sides of that thing, whatever that thing is, risk, safety, uh, innovation, collaboration, any of these kind of things there's a spectrum of what people uh, have a preference for. Mm. Do you want big picture? Do you want detail? Do you want a project plan, or do you want to just have a rough idea of where you need to get to? Right. These are th- so that's a really simple Myers Briggs split in preferences. There's four. Uh, I'm an ENT, ENTP. I think it is. People can look that up. There's a really wow. good Star Wars one. Yeah, uh, we- we'll have a chat about yours. Uh, And we can see what I've taken. I've taken the I've taken the marriage breaks. Yeah. But there's ways to communicate to what people need in each of them. And if you don't have that ability to solve from your perspective, but also solve from the opposites, right? You are only communicating to people like you and your people, the people around you aren't getting what they need or hearing from your message. So your message, the intent, the value could be unbelievable if you don't speak to each of those preferences, mm-hmm. uh, and again, it's the ability to think wider than yourself, you will lose uh, some of the message or it won't be translated or connected to in the same way. So when you want to lead and tell that story, there needs to be elements of detail. There needs to be data. There also needs to be emotion. There needs to be stories and experiences. There needs to be lots of things that people can latch on to what they need and as a leader, if you pay attention to some of those components, you elevate the chance that people will be able to connect with what you're talking about.
1: Dude, absolutely love that. Um, really, really insightful there, um, massively. Uh, Phil, if there was, uh, we're gonna let you go here because I know you gotta-, um, you gotta- oh, Don't worry, we have, we have 10 minutes. Okay, okay, cool. So uh, firstly, <clears throat> Where can, where, where, can people connect with you? Cause I, I don't know if, um, uh, I don't know kind of, if you are, uh, open to you know, coaching other people in terms of their leadership. Like, I, I don't know where, where you're at with that. Um, but either way, where, where can people connect with you? Um, if they want to, if they want to learn more, Philip Brady coaching
0: on Facebook or Instagram cool. is the best. Yep. I have a blog, but I've linked it uh, on my on both. And okay. um, that's probably the best. Philip Brady Coaching One uh, I, I think I need to change my name because it's not just coaching anymore. It's a little bit different. So uh, one of my my who somebody who will be my best man, one of my best men, uh, told me I need to have a company name or a, a, some kind of different way of describing what I do. Um.
1: You can yeah. help me with
0: that if you want.
1: Uh, yeah, I thought we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that one for sure. We'll talk about that one more coffee. I was talking to a colleague from uh, Switzerland today and
0: she told me this. Move all your life.
1: <laughs> I like Because it. it's
0: not just movement. It's not just physical. It's every part yeah. of your life. Yeah. And it's forever. So that's basic, but I'm just showing you a silly example.
1: Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, uh, so Facebook and Instagram... Uh this just came to my mind there. People might um think, is this guy a life coach? Is he a leadership coach? Like well, what is it exactly that he does? And we know, you know, it's I suppose the nature of the personal development world, every industry, how do people tell, you know, who is the real deal and who's just there to collect uh certificates? Mm-hmm. Uh, which having uh, had several um, meetings with you and communication with you over the last, I would say six months or so, almost, um, mm-hmm. I know for sure that you're the real, de- real deal because I've worked with coaches all over the world. But if someone you know, kind of has never had feedback before, has never had perspective before, has barely just dipped their toe into the personal development world, um, I suppose, what would the advice be on that with that person uh, or for that person? Yeah. What should they do? How, how should they start? Uh, so this is just anybody starting yeah, out yeah, want to focus on I, their that own that development? Yeah. So um, coaches need coaches, right? I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in that. Uh, and that's why I, I kind of reached out to you for leadership coaching Um, so someone's never had one before but yet they are possibly working in the fitness industry and possibly think do you know what if I want to improve on my business which we all do that's why we're all here uh, Mm -hmm. we all want to have more influence impact and income Mm -hmm. and how you do that is through coaching so how should that person who has never had a coach before how should they approach it and what Uh, what should they look out for um, uh, look out for it that's yes. a
0: good question yeah yes. yeah I get that what I would say is like i I don't run a fitness business, so there's better people than me positioned to say that. Uh-huh. the fact that I'm able to say that statement and won't sell myself and promise you everything is probably something to look for uh yes. because if you're willing to say this is my lane and you're willing to say actually that's not there's better people than me that's probably one useful measure mm. the other is. Look for people that you like. Uh, you might not like everyone. And that's okay, too. Uh, Tim Ferriss, unbelievable uh, kind of collector of stories and really good books like The 4-Hour Workweek and The 4-Hour Body. Um, he, he says that roughly 10 to 15% of his audience will never like him. Mm. And he's okay with that.
1: Yeah.
0: I used to like everyone or want to like everyone, and that was to my detriment because I never set up boundaries around myself and what I'm capable of, so I would just overserve and give too much of myself. Yeah. So uh, I don't know why that's a tip, but I, I think if, if somebody that's willing to say no is probably also useful. Uh, and I think that, like you say, certificates, uh, depending on the certificate, we trust that as an authority indicator. Um, like I've done accredited courses, I've done like the, the work, I've put in 20 years of work that nobody will see. Yeah. But when I stand up in front of you, I, I would hope that you trust what I'm saying.
1: It comes across. Absolutely.
0: And, and And that, like nobody, yes, I've had one person ask me, are you accredited? So I'm, I'm chasing accreditation as a coach because the industry respects it. Mm-hmm. But actually outside of accreditation, uh, I've done the work and I'm, I'm never going to stop doing the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's probably another thing to look for is, is your, is your coach or whoever you decide to work with willing to be wrong, willing to admit that they're wrong, but also willing to upgrade what they say is true. That's not to say that you're wishy-washy or you always change your mind and you're not sure about anything. It's to say, do you know what? Based on the best of what I
1: know right now, this is what I would recommend, <clears throat> and I will never stop upgrading that. Love it, dude. Love it. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be selfish here again. I'm gonna be selfish again. So recently, um, I and I just. I'm. I'm just curious on your, uh, on your opinion of this. Um, so recently I applied for, uh, I seen this guy, he was doing some coaching, um, it was a high end coaching program and it was in a different industry altogether, completely different industry. And the the way I kind of looked at it was, okay, I'm, I might learn some stuff here that I can take and apply to my industry or to my business or, or whatever. So, uh, I kind of went through the application process and it was bad. Mm-hmm. Like from a sealed, I mean, pretty much any industry, marketing, sales and fulfillment. Okay. Um, and I know that our process around sales is good because the conversion rate from getting people from the marketing bracket to the fulfillment bracket is like super high. So I know that we've got that area dialed in. Mm -hmm. So I went through this person, this company's process, the exact same process, because I like to learn what other people's processes are. Mm -hmm. And it was bad. And I was like, so I, I was, there, were, there was two things that was going through my mind. Number one, I was like, if this person doesn't have this part dialed in, how are they gonna be able to help me with my needs or, or whatever it is? But then on the flip side of that, I was kind of thinking, well, there might be other things there. So if, if it's not sales, like if, uh, and I'm not saying I don't need help around it, but we, there's, there's always more insights and stuff later on down the line. But when something is this bad, I know that I'm, I'm, and I'm doing way better on, on that front. But there may be other things there that mm-hmm. I can extract. Plus, at the same time, I may be able to say, well, uh, do you see your sales process? I think I can help you with your sales process. Yep. But then uh, I suppose the internal, the internal conversation that I'm having in my mind is, well, this guy, uh, he might be open to my help. Mm-hmm. in terms of the sales process and then going back to what you said there is like are they willing to be wrong and i suppose that's only going to ever come down to a conversation so ha- like uh, how do you approach that so, so, how, so should, uh, how should i approach that uh, about the other person potentially
0: being wrong because they're not wrong they're unaware
1: they're unaware yes that's it so that's a little unaware. bit different
0: right yeah uh, how do you know when you're wrong Data? Uh, Good answer. And I would say you don't know that you're wrong until you find out that you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. So you can be, and I don't want to use the word ignorant because that's the wrong word, but you can be unaware of not being right. Yeah. Okay. And you don't feel anything. You just feel like, like you're right. Yeah. So when you present to somebody who is unaware of something, And they don't have the skill set to solve that themselves. Mm -hmm. It's uncomfortable. Yep. You can all like, it's so obvious then you could present yourself as the gap or the solution to the gap between the two. But if you present people with just problems, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I would probably be kind uh, in presenting that and say, look, My intent is, you said Simon Sinek earlier on and Leaders Eat Last. Start with Why is one of his other good books. My intent is this. I know you can do better. I can see better for you. I have a useful map that you could experiment with. Do you want want to try it? Love it. It's kinder than,
1: that's awful. Yep. You're losing. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. That, that makes like, complete sense um, because it was either in my mind, it was either going to be one or the other. I was like, I'm just going to walk away here. I'm not even going to entertain the idea of working with this company. Um, and uh, so Lenny, sorry. So
0: something's just come to my mind as well. Yeah. I, I wonder, so you mentioned about the fitness industry and leading in the fitness industry and this kind of thing or leadership in the fitness industry. One belief, if we go back to beliefs, that I think everyone should hold is that it's not a zero-sum game. It's a positive-sum game. What that means is if you win, that does not mean that I lose. It means that we both could win. We just need to think a little bit differently. Maybe the question is for you in that situation is, is there somebody really well-equipped that you could recommend there? If that's not the lane you want to play in or that you're brilliant at, You've just elevated somebody else's opportunity to serve usefully. That always will come back around. It's a positive sum game. Gotcha. You may be best positioned, but there may be others better positioned. If you make that connection, the currency in the market of that trust is huge, and it will never—you'll never lose playing that. I think that's a good belief to have. Gotcha.
1: Love it, love it, dude. Um, That—that's given me a lot of clarity on that there. So I, I think I know how do you approach that now? Um, I think I know, but I, I'll ask you, I'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that. <laughs> because it was frustrating. I'll be honest, it was frustrating um, because, you know, just some insights. One, one of the uh, speed of implementation is one of the big things when it comes to sales. And I, and I teach this um, and it took their team 10 days to get back to me. Uh, and even when they did get back to me, it was all about, how we're amazing. This is how good we are. This is what we do. And not once during the sales process was I asked, "Hey, what do you want? What do you want to learn?" And for me, that's that's what sales is. Is like it's not about you. You should think of yourself as like uh, a trusted advisor when when you're doing a uh, when you're going through a sales process. So you're trying to teach this person, or at least understand where they're at. And when they didn't do that, I was like, come on, guys, give me a break here. Like if you're going to like, but I, I suppose I just need to find out more um, about what actually is on offer, because if they say, hey, you know, we don't do sales. That's not what you're going to learn here. Um, well, then I'll understand more uh, what the actual coaching revolves around. And then, as I say, maybe I can still extract some information from that. And then maybe I can still add some value to uh, to, to the rest of
0: the group, I suppose. Yeah, and like that, it's, it's to shift the time horizon between short and long-term. The benefit may not be short-term. Mm. It may be over the longer term. And that shift in time horizon is also what leaders do differently. Managers will look down and in week to week, day to day, capacity, resource, all these kind of things. Leaders have to think on the horizon, what's the industry going to look like in five years' time? How can we react to COVID? what does that going to mean for like the, the future of how we work out? Do we work out together? Is it, is it alone? All these kind of things, mm. the questions are different. Yeah. Um, but so are the benefits. They'll present themselves at a later date, potentially. Um, it's an interesting one though.
1: It is, it is, it is, it is. Uh, but I definitely will. I'll, I'll consult you on that again. I'll consult you on it again. <laughs> Phil, if there was anything that I should have asked you today, which I didn't, uh, what would it be? It's a
0: good question again.
1: Go back to um
0: uh, I don't know I think you I think you've asked some unbelievable questions. you're always thoughtful and how you engage people in conversation cool. so I would just say uh, yeah, thank you
1: no, nah, no problem dude. thank you so much. Um, always appreciate your time, but I always we shall let you get back to work yeah. And uh, see you Sunday anyway. See you Sunday, my man. Take Thanks care. Thanks Take home. care. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Day. Bye bye.